When he first came to the mountains, his life was far away. On the road, hanging by a song. But the strings already broken. This Rocky Mountain High? Yes, sir. Keep the change fast, and it don't last too long. Larry. Zach's vibing. Bro. Yeah, use that on reels today from Punfest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Welcome back. I feel guilty about it. I'm like, I think somebody, I think uh I think uh Cordova used that song a few months back. But I was like, I'm using it. I had to use it, dude. Just uh, at watching just the, the couple of videos that I've watched like this week. I don't think I've seen a video where you haven't said something about Colorado, Denver, your state in, yeah. in any of the videos that I've seen. I even I almost had Chipotle tonight for dinner because, <laughs> because I learned that Chipotle. I think you were like going the video i think maybe it was like pow house going somewhere 401 like, for what 411 uh like uh the hb house number two or three whatever four maybe that was uh my house on isthmus street that's where um todd lyons used to live spike jones bunch of people live there nate hansen joey garcia josh hino man we had a lot of people in there what what did uh when you when you think back about that house what what's something like what's the vibe what do you remember it like back then like what was a day like i don't want to say a day in the life but like what was it what was it like living there man well i was like uh you know stay up late drink a lot then uh see who could sleep in the latest and then see who could ride the most <laughs> like um, pretty much that was the day. And then we'd wrench on, you know, like Timmy Ball, Jason Ball. We'd wrench on cars, Nate Hansen. We all like, uh, we just had our cars. We'd just turn wrenches, swap an engine, do whatever, but mainly just ride our bikes a lot, you know? Um, go to the van skate park, go, what, Skate Street. What was that other place? Uh, Paris, Lake Paris, uh, skate park. Dude, was that uh, coming out from the Midwest when you first landed in California? Was that, I mean, did you, when you landed here, man, was it just like everything was a culture shock or was it like, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be? No, there was no culture shock at all. It was just, um, like I, I, I rode there a lot before I moved there. So I'd always stay at Sean McKinney's house and really like um, Sean McKinney's house was in Bellflower, like California, and it was pretty ghetto. I grew up in the ghetto in Denver, so it wasn't like anything that I wasn't used to. Um, Then moving there, you know, it was like I wanted to move to San Diego to Mission Beach area. Then uh, the HB house had a room open up and. For a couple hundred dollars a month, it was hard to pass up. Like so, oh, yeah. Like you know, lived down the street from the beach for a couple hundred bucks, and then I think at the time, like uh, XS, yeah, like Schwinn was just asked me how much my bills were, and so 
they pretty much covered that end of it. So, um, had a lot of extra spending money, traveling money and, you know, getting a lady money. Yeah, <laughs> dude, dude, what was that like? I mean, like to have, I mean, was it literally like people knocking on your door just going, yeah, like, like he said, like, what are your bills or like, I mean, yeah, that that's time- how John Paul Rogers just approached me was like, uh, quit primo if you quit primo then uh what would it take like how about we pay your electric bill you know <laughs> it's like well i live at the hb house that comes at about nine dollars a month so uh, then uh at one point i just was like you know this is gonna work out pretty good if i can just get like 30 75 dollar a month sponsors so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the goal like the costco like originally that was just the goal like i'll just get like 30 75 a month sponsors that should cover it and little little did i know it would just be like uh crazy you know like that ended up just getting needing to only have a few sponsors and not worry about all that chasing down 75 dollar checks but was pretty blessed with uh good opportunities and um a good time in life you know um just trying to just be different think out of the box and um you know have my 15 minutes of glory pretty much Uh, dude yeah i would say it's a lot more than 15 minutes brother but yeah uh, it's lasted a little while taking it for a good (laughs) spin (laughs) right yeah let me ask you this. Do you just a precursor? Cause later on I'll have a, a, a question for like all of us, just a round table discussion on. Um, but if you look like looking at your BMX journey, um, I think those, those of us that have been doing this and you just can't leave it, you, you leave for a little bit, maybe you go, you get married, you go, or you do, uh, you know, go to college, you do something and it, it just keep keeps coming back to BMX people that understand that vibe that that there's something in your brain that makes you come back and you just can't leave what was your journey to BMX do you remember like that first moment when you're like this is my jam this is my jam oh man maybe in high school um had a little bike shop smoky hill cyclery the guy's name was a uh, stan man so stan the man and uh he got me uh he got me a deal on um a haro package it was like a haro sport you know in leathers that was the first time i actually got something for free from uh from somebody even if it was just a small shop before that though me and my friend jay eggleston um we paid to be we paid to ride for gt we paid like uh I think it was like $250 to get like a GT pro freestyle tour leathers, the dino shoes, the Jersey. And we thought that was pretty cool. But my first package of like, a, even if, even if it was just from the bike shop, it was still cool. Like just thinking, yeah, I might be able to like, you know, pull something off here with this little opportunity. And then, um, yeah, we just rode a lot and, um i guess the first like like idea like yo i'm gonna start actually making money it's like uh 
think like we were at Oklahoma City contest at a Hoffman contest. Sean McKinney was offering me, um, you know, some ideas about riding for Primo and different things. And then money every month. And that, that was like pretty, that was like in, in you know, 94, I think. So, yeah, I went from like uh, owning a construction company, like siding houses to uh, just giving up the whole company, giving it to my friend Todd McMahon. And then I was just on a journey like, um, you know, ride for S&M and Primo and then Dragon Sunglasses and Dragon Didn't Work Out, Puma. Puma signature shoe and, and like uh, getting the Dave Mira game. So I had just all kinds of things going on. And then, oh, don't be passing over your best sponsor yet, <laughs> Flyboy. And I'm that he, Calvin he's Klein. The best one. He's, he's leaving out the best one when he was a little supermodel and he rode for CK1. Yeah, yeah. That was eyewear. Um, yeah, that, I mean, riding for Calvin Klein was cool. It's just, uh, it was kind of like a, I don't know, it was like a sketchy, it was a sketchy he deal. Better when he showed up to the jumps, I'll just say that much. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, uh, they, they'd they get mad at me because I didn't like wearing sunglasses. And like, and the contract said represent Calvin Klein eyewear. And I mean, us being BMXers, right? We grew up, I knew where Ron Wilson put every sticker. I knew how many watches Condor would have on his wrist, you know, like, <laughs> so you can represent companies without actually, you know, I don't, I don't need to look like, you know, Jay Miron out there in sunglasses while I'm riding. It's just not, not going to happen with me, but uh, yeah, they would get pissed. And I'm like, you know, the contract just says it, it says right here, like, you know, got to represent Calvin Klein eyewear. It doesn't say anything about actually wearing the glasses and that, you know, they didn't take that very well. <laughs> hey, Troy, I want to, I want to back up real quick. So you mentioned that you owned a uh, construction company. Now that came after, I mean, you had been riding for a while, right? And then got into the construction. So like what, what, what made, if I'm right, what made you kind of step away from, I'm not saying you quit riding. I'm just saying got you know started your no, own business. No, I actually um owned the construction company uh, actually a few of those before I even turned pro. Um when I uh you know, I was traveling, I was making a lot of money. Well, I was making enough money, you know, 300 bucks whatever to uh live in Huntington Beach by the beach. I didn't really need to work and um no, I put the I put the construction company to the side. Like I said, I gave every tool away. I gave all the responsibilities. I gave everything to my friend and was like, thank you, but I'm moving on. And uh, the bike riding though, like um, I know a lot of people think that I, like, you know, I turned pro, I was in the limelight and the limelight burned out and I just kind of walked away from it all. But like I, I walked away from the competitive scene of it. I walked away from the industry of it. I walked away from the politics of it, but I never, I, I've never ever not ridden my bike. Like um, the only time I've ever not ridden my bike through my entire life till, you know, now is like only when I'm hurt. So 
Yeah. Um, through all the crap life gives you, you know, drug addiction, pretty much my, my, uh, my downfall. Um, even when I was addicted to all kinds of shit, I still always made time to go ride. Like sometimes a lot better than other times, but I, I was always riding and always pushing myself. I didn't really dig riding with people or around people, but every time like props had come to town, I'd make sure I was there. And anytime ride came to town, did a scene report, made sure I was there. Um, just tried like at that time, stay relevant, sorta like, not that I really cared. I like, I always had it in my head that if I wasn't like top 10, like top 10 competing wise, that I, that I would just step aside and let like, you know, an, somebody else try to live that dream. And like, now that I'm 50, I'm like, damn, that was a pretty dumb choice. You know, like, um, quit everything because I'm not top 10. And, you know, I just had it in my head. Like, that's what I was supposed to be doing. Like be competitive, be on top of my game and, um, like be, you know, pushing the envelope all the time with bike riding. But I just like, I just didn't have that in me anymore. I didn't enjoy going to contests. I didn't enjoy living on airplanes and at the airport and in hotels. And like I, that contest was hard because I'd get dropped. I'd get an airline to the, I'd get an airline ticket to the airport, but I wouldn't get a rental car. I wouldn't get a hotel. So I would just wait at the airport until I noticed somebody with a bike. And then I'd roach a ride and then I'd get drunk and I'd roach a hotel room. Most of the time it was a bathtub or, you know, something stupid you know just let me sleep over there or yeah it was never like uh i mean shouldn't say never when i rode for primo they they hooked me up pretty good but after primo and i split ways i pretty much just had the you know i was blessed to be there but it sucked because i didn't really have like uh i didn't have like people behind me helping me like achieve I had people behind me helping me make a fool out of myself. <laughs> you know, right. like you get there, you be as crazy as you want, and that's what we pay you for. Yeah, so for sure. That kind of got old, right? you know. They want I burned the a lot of bridges with good people, um, being the dumb drunk and just thinking, you know, fighting and raising hell was the fucking way to do it, and just. You know, maybe at the time it was just now I'm just an old dude. Dad want to ride my bike with my kids and and really I don't try to I don't try to get in trouble. And if somebody cuts me off the skate park a few minutes too many times, I might lose my cool, but right. I usually end up apologizing to them too. <laughs> so yeah. Dude, I, go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh you were talking about a, a lifetime of riding bikes, the only time you're off your bikes is you know, when you've been injured or, or other things in your life, kind of just, you know, have yeah. their have their grasp. But dude, first of all, I'm gonna say congratulations on uh I'm sure everyone's seen it that follows you, you know, your recent uh marriage and and the videos you were putting out. Uh, I can't say that those were probably the best freaking uh like marriage bike trail freaking jump and all your groomsmen and everyone and yeah. everybody's getting crazy, dude. Congrats on that. Like, yeah, it was so cool, man. Like, you know, like this summer, like, you know, Colorado area, we've been pretty blessed to have like, you know, this the whole fast and loose crew. 
hanging out with us and riding with us a lot. And it really meant a lot to me that, you know, they made time out of their schedule to actually be at the wedding. And then um, all of them couldn't make it. But the few that were there was like, it was really cool and special to me. And then, you know, there's all the friends and all the people that love us over the years. And then, you know, we all had like a reclamation bike tuxedo shirts on. So I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, everybody, even with big sponsors and all, were like, yeah, we're going to wear that. No sweat. And um, yeah, I mean, we were shooting to, to have a rad wedding, you know, but I think we uh, we stepped up the game when it comes to the wedding yeah, thing. And then did. I had to go dirty dancing, had to learn some. Uh, did you learn some moves? A couple, couple moves. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, man, you know, my lady, uh, my wife now, Sammy J, like. We uh, met right when she first started riding BMX, so like 32 years old. That was the first time she picked up a BMX bike. Now she's 39 years old. She's a shred. She's committed, and um, she's really put a, I mean, you know, she, she's just made life fun for me, like makes it to where I want to get out there and like share what I'm doing with people and not be so. I'll share something with you, man. Uh, last year at Old School BMX Reunion, I I didn't introduce myself. There was a lot going on, but I was there, and I saw you, Sammy J, and your got your kids, and they had like a karaoke or on the dance floor. People were singing, playing music. It was your family rocking out on the on the on the floor there, and I was like, man, look at that. I mean, like you could just tell it's like a whole family affair. They were all at, at old school reunion. Everybody was jamming out, having a good time. And uh, and and then I see your wedding videos and stuff. I'm just like, this is totally uh, uh, from the top down, from you down to the kids. Everybody's involved. Everybody's having a good time. And you're passing that torch uh, as a family, man. I think that's super dope. Yeah. At old school jam or old school reunion, like uh, we had posted a little living room set that we did and then john pova asked when just sarcastically when the tour was going to start and we we're like it's going to start at old school reunion and he's like all right so we loaded up all the instruments and drove our van all the way to california and kind of went on a tour um because when we got back from old school we went right to another gig at our friend's house in the backyard and uh so we were on a little tour and uh our family band's called the Temper Tantrums. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Get in, uh, get in here, Beta. But that's, uh, yeah, that's Beta. That's because our little Mary May, she likes throwing Yellow. the... Hi, how you doing? Hey. Doing good. How's the ankle? Yeah, it's, you know, the road to recovery. Uh, your mom and dad are going to drop you, got you and your sister off so you guys can babysit me, and they're going to go out and have a nice date night. Actually, uh, they're going to drop. I already, I already talked to mom about it. <laughs> We're going to drop them off, and they're going to paint your nails. You're going to look cute. That oh. what, whatever it whatever it takes. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to send I'm going to send uh, Troy pictures of uh, toenails painted like Star Wars figures, uh, so they can just paint your toes like Star Wars Boba Fett or. Stormtroopers, Mabel, Darth Vader. It's pretty lame, though. It's like I, I only get my nails painted when I have to go through like major surgery and I'm, I have a hospital say that's when the nails get painted. But Zach, it doesn't look like you've gotten out of that damn bed for like two weeks, dude. 
Good doctor. I, I went to some doctor's appointments. They're wanting me to stay in it as long. Keep this. They didn't give you a little foot trolley. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got that. Chad Keggy sending me an eye walk. Yeah. So I'm going to get that so I can walk around. Um, but yeah, they want me to keep this foot elevated as much as I can just due to the trauma that was in there and the swelling, the amount let's of swelling. The, over there. Let's see the cast there. Zach, show, show us this. Cause this one's going on YouTube. Yeah. Did, How uh, often do you got to replace the batteries in that? That thing's glowing pretty bright, dude. Uh, it runs off hamsters, so I just keep them fed. Yeah. Is that the cheapest one they had? They're like, hey, it's 20% off if you want the yellow one today. <laughs> yeah. 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 They they actually paid they actually paid me if I wore it. Yeah. So I took it. I was like, these dude. hospital bills are getting big. So um man. yeah, take care of me, please. I love I love the fact that they have colored casts now because man, when I was a kid, it was like plaster and it would just disintegrate over the course of like however long you were broken for. And yeah, like, it wasn't until I was out of like na- nowadays, like you have to be big hurt to get a cast, or you had to have like good insurance to get a cast. If not, they're like, you know what sucks though is that like I I I broke my wrist in October. I had to get a cast. And, you know, they have all the colors and everything is cool. So then, uh, like, what, three, four months ago, my my little daughter, Mary Mae, my 10-year-old, broke her wrist. She goes in, gets a cast, and they ask, they're like, give her from, they told me, no water sports, don't get it wet, da-da-da, can't swim. They give her a waterproof one. So kids get waterproof casts, adults don't, though. Don't they know we like taking baths and and shit? You know, I mean, I know, right? (laughs) Dude, I want to go swimming. I want to (laughs) swim. Who do you think's paying for the insurance? You know what I mean? Like, give dad the cat. Like, dad needs this little R and R. Come on. In two weeks, when I when in two weeks when I have to go back for my to you know get the rest of my stitches out and the new cast put on, I'm taking Mary Mae with me so she can convince the doctors that I need a waterproof cast. Maybe, yeah, it might work. These girls, they get, they they have a way with people, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, Troy, tell me, I, I, I just recently, I had not seen it, but I had just recently watched the birthday video, the 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 birthday video from S and M. Yeah, um, and that that's an emotional video to watch. You guys, go right now, pause, head over to S and M's YouTube. You can't miss it. It's the, I think it's this happy birthday or something. I think yeah, it's, it's like uh, 50 years of Troy McMurray. There it is. Yeah. 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 Watch, watch that. Get some, uh, get, you're going to have some emotional reactions to this because it's, it's every clip you can imagine, but it's also greetings and uh, salutations from, from your heroes of the past. It's, it's really, really moving. What was that? And like? heroes of, like, of the present, you know, like I was. Yeah surprised like all the you know i don't know dennis henderson and i i was blown away it's like it is emotional it's emotional like because you know this is a sport like this is a brotherhood you know um back when i was young if there was one kid in the neighborhood with a bmx bike you're automatically best friends it just didn't matter so that doesn't to this day doesn't really change like you know most of us bmx bike or these big bikes or whatever like we're still bike riders and so 
we still have that drive. We still know what that passion is and what the what dedication it takes. You know, there's a there's a fine line of like, you know, riding and and surviving like life, you know, like one rack, you know, especially like in my case, like I don't get paid from anybody. I don't make money at like uh I just I, I work a little just to get by the month. I get just make enough just to survive. And so one wreck for me is like could be the end, like catastrophic, you know, like uh so people get that and you know like most of us are that way. Most of us are like bike is number one priority. Really like it's sad to say like over family, over kids. Like when you put it out in front of everything, you know, like it's really, you know, it is, it, it is emotional to be like that with, with your friends, especially like getting older, you know, like, yeah, like we all share that bond, you know, of, of what it is. So, yeah, I mean, the, the birthday party was crazy. I had no idea it was going on at all. Zero. <laughs> you should have I seen thought... Troy's face when it happened because I was a dumbass and parked like on the block when we went to have <laughs> no, this right party. in front, right in front of the theater that my my wife's best friend's parents own. So I was like, "What is he doing here at this place?" Like, like. I thought I was there to watch a football game, you know, like, yeah. what are the so, odds of Zach being here? I know. <laughs> and he's like, so he oh, I'm at the stadium. And I'm like, damn, that's a long ass way to park to save like 10 bucks. Yeah. I told, <laughs> I told Troy, he, he calls me up and he's like, dude, what are you doing parked down here? And I said, you know, shit, I didn't even think about it. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm here. I had to go down to the Broncos stadium for the game. And he's like, why the fuck would you park all the way up here to do? I said, ah, Jen and I rode our bikes down there. It's like, dude, it's fucking rainy. And I was like, dude, I <laughs> you were striking out, dude. I had to, I, I did what I had to do to, I, had, I did what I had to do. And like, everyone's in the background, you know, we've got, you know, a hundred people in this room and they're just all laughing, like, you know, trying to, trying not to bust out because we hear Troy literally walking up the stairs towards us <laughs> while he's on the phone with me. Yeah, and it so, wasn't even until the curtain opened where I was like, what, he's right there on the phone looking at me. He's not at the mile. He's not at the stadium. And yeah. I was like, oh, I get it. So I'm not the sharpest french fry or the, the, the maybe a, the sharpest tool in the shed or a french fry short of being a Happy Meal. But yeah, I was blown away, man. Totally blown away. What what do you that, think? Uh, everybody's effort into that, you know, from my crumb and everybody editing it and SM being involved and the YouTube thing and Adam Baker getting on the phone with everybody and the condor and like just all the people, you know, over the years I've met, I love, and they're like everybody's it was like it was very moving, man. Like I'm already a big ass crybaby anyway, so uh, yeah, it doesn't you know, take it, much. It spread like wildfire, you know. Like I called Rick Thorne and was like, "Rick, we're doing a party for Troy. If you're not able to make it, we're doing a video tribute." He's like, "Dude, Adam's already hit me up." Called Corey Nastagio. Oh, by the way, Rick's already hit me up. Let's. It was just like this crazy thing. I went through my phone calling everyone and. 
they had already been contacted, you know, by someone. And I had just got the message from, from Sammy J to start contacting everyone, like literally 24 hours before I started making the call. So everyone was on top of it. You know, it's just, that's where Troy is. He truly is a legend among legends with us. Um, and he has done so much for the sport of BMX and, you know, all of us that have ridden together and competed with each other, you know, we all love Troy more than, than words will ever say. And, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, honored to be able to call him, you know, one of my best friends and I'm able to call his daughters, my nieces, you know, he's, as he said, you know, it's a brotherhood, you know, Troy and I, there, there's nothing that we wouldn't do for each other. The night that Dave Mira, you know, we found out about his passing, Troy and I were together and it was, you know, we just held each other and cried. It was, you know, it really, it is amazing what bikes do, you know, bikes are bonds. That's, that is not, that could not be a more true or accurate statement in this, in this world. You know, I, I could, I, I couldn't agree more. Like the friendships that that, that we have, they, they 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 are lifelong friendships. Like I've I've literally run into friends that I've had since I was, you know, twelve years old on on social media. Like, hey man, good to see you. I mean, and to see that that where people land in life is so interesting to me, and and the, just the commonality of like BMX and the thread of that um, is just so powerful because I think. We connect on a different level. Troy, you kind of touched on it. Like we're out here doing things that are absolutely ridiculously dangerous at, you know, every day we're a little bit older. Every day we got a little bit more, you know, skin in the game. Uh, falling down hurts a lot more and, and impacts my life a little bit more. But we're still drawn to the sport and we're still drawn to this like commonality of no matter who I run into on a bike, like you said, Troy. It's it's like that's your best friend, you know what I mean? If if you see someone on a BMX bike, and it, at least back when I was a kid, if if there was someone on a dyno, there was somebody on like a, even a department store freestyle bike, you would chase them down, dude. Miles, you'd be like, chase them down, yeah, yeah. Out, like, hey, do you freestyle? Like, hey, we got to hang out. Where do you ride at? And then like, yeah. oh, we got a quarter pipe in the backyard. You're like, hell yep. yeah, bro. So I, what? I'll, you I'll... live like two blocks away from me? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, dude. I made friends with a kid the entire summer. He spoke about one sentence of English. He was from Cuba, was in Miami, came out here. I think he ran away from home to live with his dad for a summer. Didn't speak really any English. That was my best friend for an entire summer because he also could do Flatland. And I was like, dude, we're Bessies now. Like it was the craziest thing. But yeah, you, you throw people like that, like you don't, you connect differently. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's totally cool about it. But, um, yeah. Zach, I, I want to see real quick. Can you show us your shirt and then share one of your favorite memories that you have about Troy? Oh, uh, the Troy McMurray sucks shirt. <laughs> you know, of course, when I knew I was calling Troy up to be on the show tonight, I had to wear the shirt. You know, but those are uh, real fast on those shirts. If, if you don't mind, you know, that people who own those shirts that every time I see them, like when I, I exploded my femur like three and a half years ago, like uh, 17 fractures in my femur, it exploded. So I back to that. I don't make much money, you know, like I, I put bike riding literally in front of everything I do. And so um, I made those shirts and 
they went so fast. It helped me pay my bills for like four months, you know, like, um, just everything about those shirts means the world to me. When, when I see my friends or just followers from the gram or from Facebook, even that purchased them and people will never know how much that really meant to me. Like, you know, when you're, when you're hurting in a wheelchair and you're told, you know, six months, no weight bearing, here's your wheelchair. Good luck. You're just like, man, what the hell am I going to do? And then, uh, I just was like, well, that sucks. Troy McMurray sucks. All right, let's just do that. It sounds good. And then, uh, you know, that's really just from Primus sucks t-shirts and, uh, and then made those and did some art, uh, painted some, uh, pretty cool pieces. Um, I'll show you a couple. Got that one of the old Vic Murphy right there. Yeah. Even have his signature on it right there. So I called up writers and then I did a selfie one of me. Selfie. <laughs> you know, these are pretty big. So, um, did some of those and then I I did one of the of Matt Hoffman, my favorite person. Um did one of the Condor and uh then um Cameron Birdwell bought it. Here's the one I did of the Condor. Really, these all just are not really the painting itself, but the frame, you know the frame that like really makes the picture there's one of eddie fiola that one we had him cool. on we had him on last week my guy there's one of mike d and did you guys know that see those riders down there on the bikes yes yeah rumor is that's Matt Hoffman and Brian Blyther. You know if that's a fact that. or not? I don't know if that's a fact or not. I've got it from good resources, dude. Anyway, that one's a pretty rad one. The Mike D strike zone. And the Vic Murphy one. Then Cam Birdwell, you know, had to do him. But. The uh, paintings went for a pretty good amount of money on canvas, and I made these prints. And then between the shirts and the prints and the painting, I pretty much survived for like eight months. So um, that was and you. You did those paintings when you were laid up, right, Troy? I mean, that was I did them. Every one of these is wheelchair ridden. Yeah, you know when the um, wheelchair place called and said we need to come pick up the wheelchair. And I was like, does that mean I get to go ride again? And so that same day I was at the skate park learning to drop in again, terrified to roll into like a three foot mini ramp. So do that a couple laps and I, I would fly out of the three foot. I would do a whole lap through the bowl and then I'd go to the three foot and fly out and I would just do a one footer and leave my foot off. So the impact wouldn't hurt my leg. 
So that's the way it just all started again. Just learn to drop in, then learn to fly out and just see what, you know, limitations I have and try to work with it. And then now it's been like almost four years in October. So time is flying. Yeah. But isn't that the mindset though? I mean, like your, your thing is like, okay, I'm laid up. I need something to get by, but my clock is ticking as far as when I get out of this chair or when I can throw these crutches away. Um, your, your thing is like, when, okay, the chair's gone. I can ride. Cause that's my sign. Right. So like I'm 50, Isaac is 50. I know you're not Zach, but you know, I've been in the ER. A matter of fact, I, I wrecked pretty hard with Isaac. I'm not trying to compare fish stories here with you because I know you've been through some trauma, but the, the thing is, it seems like we're always trying to figure out like, how can we get back to it? I, I would, I would guess like, you know, in conventional sports, it's like, you got to make that determination. Uh, you know, maybe the mindset is like, uh, am I going to do this again? Am I, do I really want to be playing football? You know, I've broken my, or pulled my Achilles tendon or something. My, my career's over, but doesn't it seem like all of us, like, I think every one of us here has had some significant injury and it's like, how we're looking at a calendar or a clock going, you know, how soon can I get back? What's my next step so I can work my way back onto the bike? I just think that our mentality, the way we, we view things, and especially the way you're saying, Troy, it's like getting by so I can get it on, get back on, you know, and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just, um, like it, you know, when you're like, when you ride every day and you're just cruising and, you know, it's like, all right, so I know that next week I should work so I can pay my bills. And then that'll be Monday through Friday. Then Monday I'll be back. Saturday I could be driving up to the trails and all right, everything's good. But then when like it's actually just all taken away, like there is no option to go to work. There is no option to go ride. It's just you're hurt. So I, I can't, you know, like focus on just making money being at home well at that point in time you know so yeah when they like took the wheelchair and by then you know i already put on maybe like 60 pounds so i normally cruise at about 215 so i was at about 280 285 and then it's really looking hard like you're gonna get back to riding you know before i got hurt i thought I was riding the best I've ridden in years, like really confident, spinning a lot, going big, doing my own thing, and then get hurt. Pretty much, like I said, start over, you know, learn to drop in and learn to fly out and learn to do a tail tap and learn to do like a ninja drop and like all the stuff I like doing, you know, and so talking yourself into that and then is it worth it and all that and then then like you know you start like getting some momentum and then momentum is a crazy thing right like once you feel a little momentum you just like it's it's like you keep building on the momentum momentum and momentum you just you, life just cruises and the, but the minute you stop that momentum it's so hard to like just pick up again and yeah make it relevant you know like uh if that makes any sense like you just it's like a building block right it's one little thing one little piece and just like a puzzle 
So then you just start putting it all back together. And then, yeah, life has a weird way of saying, all right, so you are like focused still. You are like dedicated, right? You are like, you are into this. And then with that momentum, like life is giving you, and then people start noticing it. People start, you know, wanting to help you and wanting to see you do this. Like, you know, and then like you said, we're 50. It's hard to be like a relevant, you know, 50-year-old BMXer. Like, there's just not that many of us. But then, like, to be, like, on a higher high game of it, you know? Like, it's not like I'm just, dude, I'm going to go out on a bike ride. Like, I, I don't go out on bike rides, you know? Like, I'm, right. I could, every time I ride, I know that it could be the last day I, I get to. Well, so, I was going to ask you that. Like, I... I hear the building blocks, you know, the, the progression you're like, okay, I'm going to start with my drop in, then I'll do a fly out. And then, but what, how do you kick off your mental game? Well, I mean, like you're just coming off a major injury or, you know, like when you had your, your blood clot, your embolism, yeah. uh, like what, how do you get your stoke mental game prepared to get back on and go, shit, I don't want to be back in the chair, you know, on my first week back. Like, yeah. what do you do to prepare? Well, that's for what that? I, I always tell people this, like, really, like, I even I told Sammy J this when I met her first, like, first thing I, I did was like, look, I can see it in your eyes. You have the potential, right? But when you're trying to get like this good all at once, it's nearly impossible. But when you try to break it down to like, I'm just going to be this much better today than I was yesterday. I'm going to swallow my pride. I'm going to put all of that competitive Troy behind because that's really what it is, right? Like egos are fucking crazy. Like when you have one and, and, and you're just soaring with confidence and all of it's gone. And then you're like, well, I want to get back to that. Like, you know, there's a time when they're like, all right, so you've severely broken your femur, shattered your femur. I'm going to have you sign this piece of paper. You could wake up with no leg. We got to have you sign the paper so you don't sue us that you're like an amputee when we're done. And so that whole thing weighs in on you. Then you wake up and you're like, well, my leg is here. You know, my whole body works except this one leg doesn't. So we'll start with that. But really gets to like bike riding is like, put your ego aside. Like there's when people are like, I get this a lot, you know, like especially these days, like, um, Dude, how do you get out there and do this? Like, well, the first step is just to get out there, right? First step is to put it on your priority list. Like, my priority list, I wake up in the morning and I try to get out the door like 9.30. Like, I try to be at the skate park at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm done riding most every day at 1 o'clock. Then I turn into dad mode, but... In order to get to there, you got to be there. You got to focus on getting there, focus on being there, and then just focus on your your little improvement for the day. Some days it's just about longevity. You show up, you don't want to ride, you're hurt, sore, but just get a couple laps in. Get your stamina working, get some sweat going. Then you'd be surprised on like, a stiff body turns into a pretty relaxed body and some confidence after a few minutes. So yeah, that's what I like. I think for us older dudes, 
it's hard to like have a family, have life, have a job, you have everything. And then you got to make time to go to a skate park. Then while you're at the skate park, you just can't turn into who you were when you're a kid, you know, like you have to take it one step at a time and just like I say a lot, just swallow the ego, get rid of it. Who cares if somebody else is there better than you feed off that, enjoy that moment. And then, you know, let time do its thing, right? Like you heal with time and you'll get better with time. So if that makes any sense, that's kind of like just how I see it. Like Dude, that totally makes sense. Um, like I said, like get good being at home, feel, fucking feeling sorry for yourself. Absolutely. So. Dude, here's my, here's my question. Cause like, I've, I've, I've come back from like a twist of my kneecap around. So I've, I've gone through that. Craig had a, a pretty serious ankle. Obviously Zach, your, your heel. But for me, dude, I have the luxury of just being a dude on a big bike. I, yeah. I what, what's it like being Troy McMurray? Uh, do you, do you like the, do you feel pressure from people like, you know, yeah, hey, man, there's always McMurray, pressure. Dude, like, yeah. There's always that pressure, you know, like, I think the thing that bothers me the most is, like, uh, people that don't really know me. Like, people that get pissed that I post too much. When I get hate mail that I post too much, you know, I'm like. And so when I get those kind of mails, like messages, DMs, whatever, I like to look up the person. I'm like, you don't even ride, dude. Like, you're not even a collector. You're just like some couch surfer, dude, you know, like. You're telling me I post too much for every one asshole like that doesn't like me posting. I got a hundred other dudes that love that I'm posting and that motivating them to get up, get out. But my favorite ones of all, like the pressure is hard. Like, you know, like you sign up for the game, right? Sign up for this shit. You sign up for good. Dude, you're fucking rad. Dude, you're this, you're that. You also sign up for dude. I don't really like you. I don't, you know, I don't like your style. I don't like what you're about. I don't like that you're a 50 year old bike rider, whatever it is. I don't, you know, I don't really, I don't care about that shit. Like I can't please everybody. I've never been out to please everybody. Like that would be fucking impossible. But for the people that get motivated off my post and dude, it drives me when I get comments like, dude, I want to thank you so much. I made it to the bike shop this week and I bought myself a new 20 inch bike. You know, and the cooler thing about that is I bought my daughter a 20-inch bike. And now me and my daughter have been at the skate park. We're my son, but, you know, I get a lot. I'm, I'm a, you know, I I'm, I got girls, so I get I a lot of, do, you know. Yeah, there's, I, I get a I lot of, two, like. I've got two girls there growing and out of the house already. Yeah. You know, I get that. You know, that's like the coolest thing to me. Like. That's what makes it really rad to me. And then for my girls, they, they're like finally starting to get it. I mean, they've been riding with me for years now. You know, like they're like my little engine. They're like, I, I love going riding with them, even if they hate it. But now they're starting to identify. Actually, they do ride. They're, you know, they're not the best. They don't want to be the best. They just like riding doing their thing and then now there's you know girls that come through colorado and kids that come through colorado they want to ride with the mcmurray girls i think it's so cool they think it's cool 
they got their own little thing going on and it's just motivating. It's motivating all the way around. Then we throw in Mama Sammy J and it's just like, man, this is what we're about. We're just, we are, we like playing some punk rock music or some dual Lipa. It don't matter. And then <laughs> riding some bikes, you know, and having fun. Doing it as a family. I mean, how often do you hear people just grind, you know, mom and dad grinded at work and, you know, they're, they're weekend parents, or at least, you know, they, they've got busy lives and it's, it's almost like there's not a lot of time to, to do the things like you're talking about, you know, going out with, with your girls or, or with their kids. And here you are and uh, guys like Isaac and myself and, and Zach, obviously we're all parents, we get it, you know, and it's like, we, we would just kill for those extra minutes and especially like handing over uh not only a, a a lifestyle in bmx but those you know shared moments dude i mean that's that's something that every parent wants one minute more of in in their day in their week you know just that that's time with their kids yeah dude i mean really it's dude you're, you're it's a blessing to be a parent you know it's it's incredible and then not every parent can do that, though. You know, like Sammy J, she she works her 40 hours a week. She doesn't leave the house. She's upstairs. It's getting hot as hell in our house. She runs a, she's a paralegal, does a law office stuff. She's on phone with cases, doing this, that. And then the weekends come. It's her time. It's her time to get on her bike, let all that go. You know, be a mom, be a BMXer, push herself, try to just get that little bit better. and. It's so fun when I like come home and I'm like, God, the girls killed it today. Sammy J just rocked it. I had a pretty good day myself. That feels pretty rad, you know? So, and then on top of that, when we're at trails, we like to whip out the barbecue. We like to feed everyone around us. You know, we like everybody's our family, man. We just, I'm just like, I'm so blessed. Like, uh, you go through life and just, you know, addictions and drama and life and then, maybe a toxic relationship here and there and then like oh man i woke up one day i was like you know counting down 43 plus and like wow now i'm 50 well as we say 43 plus seven and like uh just rocking man just like i'm so blessed and i have like this new opportunity with reclamation bikes and been building that brand and trying to do good with that. And those guys are like, you know, one of those friends from the hood, you know, 12, 13 years old when I met Fred Gates and Robert Riley. And those, those are the guys at rack, you know, they're, it was a, their idea 10 years ago. And for the last couple of years, I've been trying to make it not just a flatland company. And so trying to make, you know, American made product. It's good. And, with good meaning and good love behind it. So I think we're doing it. I think it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just blessed to be here, man. I'm so stoked. Dude, we're stoked. Yeah. I mean, dude, here's the thing. I want to, I want to hear more about reclamation just because flat to me, like flatland was my thing. I, I, I tried to race. Uh, I was not fast. I tried to jump and I crashed a lot. And so <sighs> then flatland hit me and I was like, dude, I love flatland. So Hearing, hearing about like, you know, first of all, like seeing you do flatland, seeing you do like hang fives gets me absolutely stoked beyond belief, man. That's probably one of my favorite things. 
um, to watch anyone do is hang fives, dude. I think it's probably one of the coolest feeling tricks. Um, dude, I my brain goes a million miles a minute. I have to so ask you something. Plus, plus throw the concussions on top of it. It's like right? it just stops working for a second. I get it. Dude, I got it. Okay, so there's a trick, dude, that I've seen you do that I think is probably the craziest trick, but it's my favorite to watch. It's go up, cross up, and then catch with your yeah, uh, leave. handlebars backwards. Yeah, 360 cross up, <laughs> like a half bar switch, just leave the bars backwards. Dude. Yeah, it's actually uh, a trick Trey Jones uh, put on there most influ- on on his site a year or so ago. It was like most influential video part. And then so there's all these submissions. Apparently, I don't know if mine won or not, but he quit the whole contest and posted that trick. Was like, that's just the end of it right there. Like, so I think I won that video part without Dude. being told, you know, but that was the trick he posted. Like, um, that's on my list to I'll I'll get that trick done. I'm I might do that trick this weekend. I've been I've been working on my threes again, like some of the old stuff and the cross-up threes I've been nailing again. So it's just a matter of time of taking my hands off and leaving those things backwards again. So but I can't you know, wait. That's like, you know, I have a I have a list of tricks. I have a list of of like uh goals and that's definitely on there. It's easily like on my top five like trick you know, so. you going back to those pegless rocket airs troy it's just it's amazing yeah the pegless rocket airs are, have been a lot of fun and the pegless uh neil armstrong the front peg rocket so now it's just a matter of getting my spins and my feet to like cooperate go where they need to go without pegs on the back but i think like uh, all the rocket 360s and rocket truck drivers and just rocket bar spins and rocket you know suicides there's so many rocket tricks i used to do i was watching a video and i was just like man i forgot about so many of these but when i watch things like that it's like i don't think like dude it's not possible anymore i think like no we're gonna go do this so but i'm not a foam pit guy or an airbag dude those things just hurt my neck too much. So I think I got to do it the old way. Just do it. Like there's no middle ground for me. You know, it's like I have to do the risk factor, I guess, to make it fun. I don't know. When I jump airbags, my neck kills me. So it's just not worth it to me. That's yeah. The, the, Hey Veda, one second. Veda, can you go get my blue frame from my room? please all right sorry yeah no you're good you're good um tell me more about like reclamation what what is what's going on there tell me more about like what to expect there what's what gets you stoked right now well um well reclamation was started by my friends you know like i said robert riley fred gates they've been flatlanders I mean, my whole life, I met him. I met Fred Gates when I was 12. I met Robert Riley when I was 13. Uh, Fred used to be the dude who'd show up to the parking lot and, you know, bust out. He was already sponsored by Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper and doing like, you know, NBA basketball halftime shows. That's when I was 12. You know, he was like way ahead of his time. Robert Riley is just one of those dudes that like neighborhood kid. 
you know, I was at the, our dirt jumping spot, the V. Um, then he was there. And the next thing you know, we started a trick team. We all had trick teams when we were teenagers. Ours was called the Thrash Punks. Then um, I was riding for uh, Hoffman Bikes. Well, Hoffman Bikes was helping me out with bikes. No, my frame only. Dad, the one in my room. So much work getting this down here. I said the frame only. <laughs> so I already have a complete bike right there. I don't need another yeah. one down. She brings the other. I was telling her to get a frame. She brings my whole other bike down. Dad, you have to respect me. Can you just help me with the frame? <laughs> Please. I don't want to walk up the stairs. One dollar. Yeah. We appreciate you so much. <laughs> yeah, she's she gets to be on a device right now, so she's uh she's would much rather be playing on her phone than helping dad. But uh I'm, I'm gonna grab a frame so I can kind of show you guys. Uh so anyway, uh the reclamation thing came up and um, I'll get it out of the dark. So I was riding for um, Condor. The Condor is helping me with bikes um, for a few years there. And then um, my friends had started Reclamation. So after a few years gone by, they, I was like, maybe I'm going to ride for Reclamation. Started Denver. And um then I rode for him for like five years. But then everyone's like, hey, where can I get a bike? And I'm like, you can't. <laughs> it's like, this is a hobby. And so um, that got kind of hard, you know, like I get flown around. My family can go whenever I want to go do whatever event we want. But not really having product kind of is kind of takes the fun out of it. And so they um offered me a chance to kind of take over and um, kind of not, it's still Flatland Company, you know, we have Dub, who pretty much wins everything. He rides our handlebars pretty much, but he's reclamation rider. We fly him around, we get him to contest. John Francois, we get him around. They both do really rad. I pretty much think our Flatland scene is covered. With those two riders, we have Chris Young. We just got uh, Chris Young a new frame to his specs and colorway that turned out pretty nice. Um, then we got uh, AJ Anaya, um, AJ Anaya's frame. Um, it's a 20.6 top tube, 12.95 slam rear end. And uh, AJ just, you know, he kills it. He's got his, you know, circus tricks or whatever. And <laughs> does circus shows and he travels with Barnum and Bailey now. and. You know, he was doing Cirque du Soleil. That's his gig, and um, which is all good. We need all kinds, right? And then um, but lately I've been trying to really focus on trails and big bowls. And so we have a new um, frame, Cody Landers. Uh, you know, he's one of the riders here in Colorado that builds at our Frisco Trails, the Jump Doctors. So I thought, like, he's a really good friend of mine. He rules, so we're going to make him a bike. And then uh, we have this uh, UFO 
This one's serial number 43. Yes. So I just said whatever serial number 43 is, whatever color, whatever frame, that's the one I'm going to keep. And so I got the blue 21 inch. That'll be the next bike I ride. But it's, um, you know, has the wishbone, has uh, some pretty good dropouts because they are, it is a 1295. So you can bring it back to 13, you know, and a half, 13 and three eighths. If you like it a little longer in the back, this is all OX Platinum. So um, all the good OX Platinum, I should say, because I've heard there is sort of OX Platinum that I guess Standard is using. This is the old tubing that Standard was using. Um, the good stuff even sounds good when you hit it. but um. I've been riding these bikes for like seven years now. Haven't broke one, haven't bent one. Um, bad news is what the OX Platinum is, we have about 40 frames left that we're going to use only for team riders. And we'll be switching all of our production frames will be made with Verawall tubing now. So everything made in the U.S. Um, by John Quartz, he made these ones. So it's kind of like a breed of standard with FBM. So, so far I'm digging it. We got uh, that and this cool color green. You can see the green one there. This is a reclamation with a five inch head tube. That's just one of the prototypes and ideas. So yeah, we got that, got chain rings um, being worked on with the reclamation logo on them. Um, sea post clamps, got uh, all kinds of handlebars. Like I said, we have the Born, uh, Jason Born bar. Um, we have uh, John Francois bar. Um, then we have our trail bar and our bowl bar, this 8.75 Colfax handlebar. The Colfax handlebar is now coming out 925. So we're going to have different sizes with all that. Was going to make a six-piece bar, but I'm like, dude, there's just so many six-piece bars. I almost just don't even like the way they look anymore. Um, the box on them are really big, it seems like. And it's not like the Castillo bar. The Castillo bar was nice and small. The box of it, you know, and the bottom tube that went in the stem was all nice and tight. And now it's just like really wide on the bottom. I don't, I just don't like them. I like a two-piece bar, so... But yeah, we're just doing it, trying to make it happen. Albies has um, got a couple of the frames in. If anybody's interested in getting an AJ frame, they have uh, AJ, the AJ and I frame over there, the AJA. And uh, it's just a hard market. You know, it's yeah. a hard, uh, for me, I'm a construction guy, right? So everything is like tape measure readings. 20.6 is like 25 eighths to me, you know, like. Um, everything is like, I don't know how to like, uh, I think my concussions also like play a part in how I communicate with people. I sometimes I think, uh, I take it like personal <laughs> if right. it's like the answer is no. And I'm like, well, what the, and it's like, it's nothing like, it shouldn't be anything like that. Just my head. Um, I don't know, you know, 20, 30 concussions in my life. So I, I know that I, 
I have like uh, I I have definitely difficulties with my vocabulary and speech and uh, self esteem <laughs> from it. Sometimes you know, even though things are going really good, I still wake up and feel like down in the dumps, depressed, and like I'm just wasting people's time. But shortly after I write, I, I, that fixes kind of all that anxiety. But right, trying to get better at the communicating part, making the phone call. You know, but it's a hard, hard deal. I took it over and I do it all like this design, colorway, sticker, layout, the phone call, the conversations, the shipping, the boxing, pull them out of a box, sticker them, repackage them, shipping, you know, all of it. So it's a one man show for the most part. But I said, I just want to wake up thinking about bikes. I want to go to bed thinking about bikes. So this is the start of that. Just yeah. um, hoping. Hoping it, you know, the ideas I have and people are, are are into following them with me or being a part of it with me. And so far, I think it's going pretty good. You know, nothing, nothing should happen quickly. If it's like worth doing, should be ready. Like, I'm ready to go five years without making a quarter, you know. Yes. Do what I got to do. Make it happen. So. Right. Got to. Can definitely work on my um concussion game <laughs> right it, it definitely does fuck with me sometimes so I'll, I'll remind you of something you said earlier uh just about an hour ago or maybe half an hour ago but troy it's going to be difficult right it's going to be hard entrepreneurs being an entrepreneur is hard get this much better every single day you yeah. don't have to you don't have to go from yeah i just got some frames to i'm the new gt i'm the new haro i'm the new specialized yeah yeah, yeah. Just, want to remind you of something you told us yeah uh, i don't want to yeah. i don't want to grow into i mean eventually i do really like you know when when i was a kid i'm sure like same right there was this thing called underground you know like chase gwen underground right the dopest of the dopest like and that's what like i i think a lot of the bmx is lost out on like uh i don't know where the underground went so I don't want to be like stuck in a garage or a basement my whole life or in my case, the attic. But um, yeah, I, I, I want to keep it like roots. Yeah. So. I understand that. I understand that. And yeah, there, there's something cool too, just to be said, um, you know, I'm going to start wrapping up cause I, pr I promised like, Hey, I'd have you for an hour and I've already talked your ear off. Um, but there's it's something about that house, man. Todd Lyons lived in that house. Todd Lyons almost on the same trajectory, right? Like, yeah, got picked up by by Essie. Then was like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna design the bikes. You're taking over the the bikes for for Se. Yeah, and you know what I mean. He's he's done real well with it. I wouldn't know Zach if it wasn't for that. So, um, dude, there's blueprints out there, and it's just something magical, dude. That like that that era, that group of men that were boys at the time, right. That, that came out of that era, that group and that writing style. Yeah. What the, the common things, the common threads that are, that, that are in that, that entire group where you're, you're running a bike company, Todd's running yeah. a bike company. You know, that, I think that's, that's really special, dude. I just wanted to call, like comment. No, on it is. And out, you know, man. the cool thing about that is, is like, uh, I can get on the phone, call any of them. Um, like I, I tell, Chris Muller, I tell him, like, dude, I mean, it's all possible, right? I just need a good mentor. So 
Chris Muller, he's, he's been, he's been my boy for so long. That's, I call him, you know, and then even like Ian Morris, I saw him this past weekend, that pond fest. And we were talking cause you know, I have ideas about Taiwan made completes and bigger bikes and littler bikes and everything. I want to do all of it. So, and it's so cool. Like, you can ask a question and you can get an honest answer out of people without them like worrying about, Oh, he's just going to like step on my toes or, you know, take those couple percentage of sales from me or whatever. It's, it's not like that at all. You know, it doesn't feel like that anyway. So no, everybody's in it with each other, you know, and that's, I mean, BMX has just been that way, right? Like going back to that, you're the dude on the block and there's one other kid somewhere with a BMX bike. Yeah. Roy, what right. do, what do you think about like you mentioned two things that that sparked an idea or, or a thought that I had? You mentioned Mueller, and then you said you were talking about roots um, in in a statement you were just making. Man, tell me what you think about this this these like you know Swamp Fest, old school BMX reunion, Frog Town, um, you know the things that Mueller's doing, taking everybody out to the trails. You know, with social media, personally, I got to love hate with it. But part of the things I love is I get to see things that I would have never known were going down. Like when Mueller takes everybody out to the woods and you know grab a shovel and get on the ATVs and get the trails, you know, dialed up and stuff. Like, what do you think about this? I hate to call it like a renaissance, but what do you think about like on social media, everybody getting to be a part of it even if you have to watch it on a video screen um all these things that are going down with bmx whether it be an old school jam an old dirt fest track race or even you know like i said what Mueller's doing how how are you feeling about all these these new things that we can bring our kids and families out to as well i think they're dope i mean honestly like we're not all cut out to go to the fucking x games you know we're not all gonna be olympians we're not most of us bike riders are like you know especially as we get older, weekend warriors, right? Want to go out to the trails and get out the grill, get a cooler, have a couple beers if you're into that and hang out with the boys, right? And so that's that's what I think these those weekends are like, the Swamp Fest and and like Pond Fest and the old school jam, old school reunion's just a good time, you know? You have everybody's there. They're, we're all older. Everybody's got kids. They're out there running around, running amok and like, my daughters and Pete Augustine's daughters, like, you know, her daughter is really good friends. I think that's just really good fun for me, you know, and like, I'd rather take my daughters to that kind of thing than like the X games, the way the X games are these days. I don't know. Hopefully they're going to make a, some kind of a comeback to something cool, but it's really just not, it's more like that commercialized stuff. The mainstream and stuff is more like it's just like you know the boys we're just hanging out having fun shooting off stuff so um yeah i mean swamp fest is a little dangerous for my girls i think you know that's the only thing like we wanted we wanted to play um and i talked to trey about our band the temper tantrums playing at swamp fest and maybe we will next year but Trey's like, dude, people are shooting bottle rockets and Roman candles at you while you're playing, you know? So it's really not a safe environment for kids, really. But 
Chris Muller's like land is like it. That's all. That's all. There's no. We're not starting. We have a bonfire. We're not blowing up stuff. Not lighting pallets on fire. We're not trying to light the woods on fire. You know yeah. that's that's what that's I'm saying. Like with Colorado, the mountains. Once they, a fire can turn into like the the craziest consequences. You know. So, um, but yeah, the old school jam just rad because it's like, dude, I get I get a hug, Dave Volker. <laughs> I get a hug, Brian <laughs> Blythe. I get a hug, all my childhood idols. They're there. They're rooting us on. And it feels good. Just like, I know they're there and having fun, but I like to be there just letting it, letting it all rip, going as fast as I can, talking shit like the old days and maybe have a beer, smoke a joint with them and be happy, you know, like, um, yeah. That I think that's one of the dopest this, things you know, is that, you know, Troy, it's like, there's the the big um, network X Games, you know, a lot of corporate sponsors, um, and, and that's all great. I mean, it gives the top riders yeah, of the day yeah. an opportunity to showcase and show out, um, so they can feed their families and and you know pay their mortgage and whatever. But um, you know, the grassroots movements too. I mean, you, with with as many big time TV uh, competitions as there are. I'm seeing more and more pop-ups of these grassroots get in the dirt. Even the uh, the fans can come, I guess, if you want to say fans. But, you know, like at old school, the reunion, you can literally have lunch or, or chop it up with Eddie Fiola, yourself, Zach, uh, whoever shows up, and then go ahead and watch them do a, a flatland routine right in the quad area or or see who's riding the bowl or in the back. You can watch someone on the on the trails. Uh, but then, you you know, you got that exposure. So it all brings it full circle, you know, and I, I think that's a cool thing that, that that's going on. And I know, you know, reunions been going on for years, but, you know, we're seeing a lot of more little pop ups here and there of, of just cool yeah. like, hanging out with the boys. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Really, when it comes down to it, those these grassroots events is just like what we do on the weekends anyway. That Frogtown Classic, I mean, that sounds like a good time. I, I think I want to try to get an old bike and go out there. It would be so fun to race like Chris Muller. And, like, I, I never grew up a racer, but I've been told that I that I can go pretty quick. So, Dude, I, come on out. Grab a bike. I would, you can, uh, I, go. And I'm competitive, dude. I, I mean, I don't mind losing, but I'm fucking out to try to win. Like, I want to talk shit. So. Hell yeah. You can go I heads up. With, I, I, you I can go talking about maybe making that happen. You should. You can I, go heads up with Stu Thompson, Mike Miranda, and uh, and uh, Chris Muller all in one heat, dude. I know. I think I got to make it happen. Do you think a war pig would qualify as a classic? Totally, absolutely, would qualify. absolutely. If I got out there on the war pig. I got my. I got a lighter version. I got an old war pig, but all modern parts. So. I try it still to weighs Troy 120 after. pounds. <laughs> no, dude, Troy it's probably like 27 pounds. 27. Yeah, dude. So, so here's a question. This is this is what I wanted. Like, this is my. This is like the final wrap up question, and this is for for you and for Zach. Um, thinking about being like 15, 16, right? Hanging out, gas and sip, slurpy. Your shins bleeding. You just had a rad session with your bros you're about to head back because you got to go to school or whatever. If you, when you thought about, man, when I'm 50, what are, what do you feel like? Did you hit it? Did you get close? Is it nothing like what you thought? No, I never, like. like, truthfully, I, 
dude, I, I mean, I really just thought like 27, I'd be dead. And like, uh, yeah, I never looked toward 50. But um, after like, you know, you're living in Huntington Beach, you're making a whole lot of money, you're in a video game or two, you have some signature shoes, you have some parts, you have some things and everything's looking good. You're like, damn, I'm glad I'm still alive at 28. But then, you know, kind of like blink your eyes and you're 50. I would have never, ever imagined, first of all, that I'd have two girls because I always imagined having a little boy. And uh, his name would be Troy Jr. That's what I always thought. If I have a kid, it'll be Troy McMurray Jr. Then uh, that didn't happen. Then I have these two amazing little girls that are like, you know, truthfully a pain in the ass. But uh, they're so fun, you know, like it's just so cool. Then, you know, throw all that in, you know, they're, the girls lost their real mother, their biological mother to, you know, a drug overdose. And so that was a few years after Sammy J and I had started dating, you know, um, after I split up with their biological mom and kind of like turned to some drugs and turned to avoidance and hiding and then like uh, lawyer fees, tons of lawyer fees to get custody of the girls and all this stuff was like, it was a pretty hard time in life. And then that's when Sammy J came into my life when I needed somebody the absolute most. I mean, at a time I thought that I would never get custody of my girls, that they were going to get adopted and they they were in foster home, like uh, lost their biological mom, lost them. I, I had split up and moved out, but then she accused me of a bunch of stuff. So there's no way I was just going to immediately take them back. And that was a pretty like dark time in my life where I like, you know, somebody tells you you're not going to get your girls. You're like, pretty much like, what am I going to live for? And that, that's just the truth of it. Right. Like I lost my girls. I was already predetermined that I would just, I, I wouldn't be on this earth anymore. So God is good. Sammy J is like a blessing. She's the, my best friend. It's like just an incredible woman. And then, you know, her bike riding is like, they just got us so close. Just watching this lady just like submerse herself into like breaking bones, stitches, you know, stitches in the chin. I'm like, ah, put super glue on it. Yeah, you know, she's a stitches kind of woman. She doesn't need super glue. So. Right. But, you know, then we got custody of the girls. We fought together. She went with me to court dates. And, yeah, now I'm 50. And, like, I got the girls are riding amazing. You know, it's Sammy J is super good. I got I got the bike company. I got my health. I don't have addiction anymore. I don't struggle with wanting to do narcotics or go out to the bar and, like womanize and all the stuff that all that shit brings you. It's all the drama. So yeah, life is good, man. I'm I would never, ever, ever have imagined I'd turn 50. I'd have 50 years of Troy McMurray, like YouTube edit up. That's you know, it got it got over 10,000 views. I thought that was cool. On YouTube, that's a lot. And uh have the bike and then, you know, within what six months not even that five months of 
turning 50, I get to marry this beautiful woman. And life is like, you know, life is still life. I still got to try to make some money and pay my rent here in a couple of days, but I'll, I'm pretty resourceful. I figure it out for the most part. And then uh, that's about the only thing I think I would change I, my financial situation. But yeah, I just blessed to wake up and ride my bike, spread the love of BMX and try to, uh, open up other doors, you know, maybe like a 26 inch war pig would be pretty rad. Those opportunities are all there. Try to make things happen like, a, you know, have reclamation, but S and M could still release some war pigs, some 20 inch and some 26, maybe some 29s. That'd be pretty cool. I think those would go over pretty good, but those are just all ideas of just like, uh, I'm fortunate, man. Like I'm alive, but like, I can't even believe I survived. <laughs> so Chris Muller said it best. You walk through shit and you came out smelling like roses. And it truthfully does feel that way, man. Like blown away. That's, that's, couldn't have said it better. Chris Muller. Yeah. Zach, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I look back on it and, you know, 16 years old, I was racing BMX and, you know, the world was at my fingertips and I really, really loved it. And, you know, got into my early 20s and started the whole dirt jump scene with everyone and started competing against Troy back then in those days. And, you know, Troy and I have always known each other and, I don't know that either one of us thought that when we were 50 years old, we would still be riding bikes and, you know, we still show up to the trails, you know, every Sunday together. And we look at each other and we're like, dude, this is, this is the good life. This is, you know, we never thought we would make it here. And yet bikes have kept us alive and, and bikes have kept us together. And I couldn't be more proud of what, you know, the bicycle has brought to me in life to be honest with you um really it's 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 been there since i was you know born and it's, it's been there since as early as i can remember i've had a bicycle underneath me and you know earlier you asked me a question you know like you know tell your favorite troy mcmurray story and all these years of troy and i and i, I want to get emotional here but all the years that troy and i've known each other and and we've been able to call each other brothers you would think my favorite stories would be something of us out on the road or competing against one another and it isn't it's i remember it so vet you know i i remember it like it was yesterday as troy was going through a pretty rough patch and i remember the day his first daughter veda was born like a light bulb went off in his head and he became a dad and his life turned around and he just became the man that I knew he always was going to be. And that was the proudest day of my life to call Troy McMurray, my brother. And he has put all the bullshit aside. He's forgotten about all of the addictions and all of that shit. So he can be there for his daughters and like I said, I've been blessed enough to be their uncle and I get, I get to spend time with them and, you know, like, but 
yeah, 50 years old and still kicking it and riding bikes. I never thought in a million years that this would be it and still flipping it and still trying to push the envelope and still going hard is I, I I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm honored. Have, have amazing sponsors behind me have, you know, Todd lines still, still there, you know, giving me bikes and it's, you know, and I've all these other sponsors still backing me and helping support me. I, I could not be more blessed and be more honored, you know, to say that bicycles are who I am. Very, so, very well said. Yeah. So there's there's my bicycle story and there's my Troy McMurray story all wrapped up into one. Dude, well, you're a great fucking I, job, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't have said it better. I can't, I can't think of a better way to wrap this up. Um, Craig, I'm just going to go, hey, you guys, I I appreciate that you spent time hanging out with us. Zach, thank you for for setting this up, making this happen. Um, Thank you for hanging out with, you know, probably the two most handsome guys that you know, Craig and I, and and letting us, you know, have a good time with you all. Troy, uh, thanks for inviting us into your life being so vulnerable, uh, sharing such just fantastic stories and just being real, dude. I really enjoyed, I learned a lot from you tonight. I learned a lot. Dude, about- I, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that have to fucking deal with this shit, you know, daily addiction sucks. It's dark. It's fucking lonely. It's miserable. It's embarrassing. But like you pull yourself out of it, man. Like, there's a lot of world left for people. It's a lot of like good opportunity and a lot of like, you know, like I, I think like the part about addiction is not to keep carrying it on. I'm not an NA meeting. I don't, you know, Sammy J does run AA meetings, but, uh, but I don't, I don't go to meetings. If I want to have a beer, I'm going to have a beer, you know, like, but like being addicted, like, you know, talking like cocaine crack cocaine methamphetamine like opiates hard shit to get off of you know like it's hard man you're deep like you do fucking your behaviors are stupid what you do when you're high is like something you most of the time would never do when you're sober just dumb shit and people get so stuck in it and they just like you know can't pull out i just want those those people to know like you actually can it's hard. It's just the same theory, though, right? It's just this one day at a time. You know, pretty soon you wake up and you start realizing leaves actually still grow on trees. The sun shines super bright. The skate park is waiting for you. That bike needs to have fucking air put in it. Probably check those PSIs. Get them back up to at least 60. They're probably at 20. That's all right. That bike's still there. <laughs> You know, yeah, dude, I try to, I try to talk about it every chance I get. Addiction sucks. I want people to know, man, straight up, like you need help. Don't feel free to reach out to me, like DM me, whatever, whatever you're feeling. And I'll answer the phone. It's only, you know. I missed one phone call once in my life and the next day he was gone. So, uh, 
I try to answer the phone, try to make sure I make time for people. So, uh, anyway, God bless. I'm so stoked to be on here. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Your art, dude, lean into that, bro. That is hearing you talk about art is pretty is pretty special too bro you can you can feel that there's definitely some passion there you know you the get. thing is about art is i hate it <laughs> do you i do, do like it. i only do uh art when i'm hurt when i when i when i can't go ride i'm talking about like long periods of time not like i'm gonna take a week off from my bike and let my body heal i'll do some art like art's like my fallback depression pretty much like yeah it it keeps my it keeps the depression not from slipping all the way down in the dumps. I do these other things that are like this one. Like it gets all psychedelic. I think that's the drugs in my brain that are left over. But dude, anyway, dudes, I appreciate you. You yes, got it, man. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to leave with this. Troy, Zach, Isaac, dude, Troy, thanks for being here, man. It, it you know what it, it, Sometimes the BMX conversations turn into other things, but I'm going to tell you what, everything that was said tonight had true passion behind it, whether we were talking about bikes or just being, you know, 50 year old dudes living life and going through the, the stuff that we go through. Everything you said tonight, it, it touched home with me, whether it's being a father, a BMXer, or just a human being trying to get by each day to, to see what, what tomorrow is going to bring and how to get through that, man. So I appreciate you for that. I thank you for that, Zach. Thank you for your input and uh, and being here with us and hanging out. Um, I, I just think it's it's Troy. You're, you're inspirational on on multi levels, brother. And and I hope that someone hears this and and sends you that that DM. Not like, hey, jerk. I don't like the way you ride, but hey, man, I heard that podcast. Man, I need to talk to you. And then hopefully yeah. that that makes a difference, right? And to yeah, be honest, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't ever want to see another painting or a drawing by you because I know that because <laughs> you know I've up. been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do, brother, keep up that artwork. Uh, and and like I said, I, I hope I don't have to see another one. But man, if you do, yeah, yeah. you got some talent behind it, man. Thank you for yeah. being here, brother. I really appreciate you guys. Thank yep. you. I, I do appreciate it. Appreciate take, you guys. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Big Bike BMX. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.